0: Hi, folks, and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. A little bit of a change up for you this week. Absolutely, I want you to join us. Of course, I want you to click the link for patreon.com forward slash tortoise But more importantly, after you've listened to this podcast, please click the link that says secondtree.org and throw the lads a few quid. They're doing amazing work under the most difficult of circumstances, and they deserve every single bit of support we can give them. I want to thank Giovanni for continuing to raise awareness of what is happening on Europe's borders and, and for all the efforts him and his team have put into in seeking justice for Fatmata. It couldn't have happened without their determination and we're very grateful to them. So please show a little bit of appreciation, show some love, spread a bit of love, donate the second tree. The work they're doing makes a real difference. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves. And folks, just to bring you inside the tent for a moment, the last few days have been absolutely hectic. We've obviously had our live show in the Sugar Club. I was on stage with Emmett Kirwin and Eva Moore uh, having a great conversation about accents, class, politics, how art is po- political. And then we were delighted that Naomi Klein took the time to come over to our little tiny tortoise shack and have a conversation about her new book, Doppelganger. But in the middle of that, I got a WhatsApp message from our friend uh, and, and the, the man behind Second Tree and the guy who's... Been talking to us for a number of months now, Giovanni Fontana, about the case that if you've been listening to us for a while, you'll be well aware of of Fatmata and what happened in North Macedonia on the 19th of April, 2023. And I'm delighted to say that I'm rejoined on the podcast with possibly better news by Giovanni right now. Giovanni, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for staying in touch. And can you let listeners know, maybe if they're not aware, who Fatmata was what happened and where we are now.
1: Yeah, well, I'm of course happy to be here with, with people who care, I would say. That's the best definition. Um, well, uh, Fatmata was a 23-year-old woman, and you um, hear already that I used the past was, who lived mm. in one of the refugee camps where the organization I co-founded, co-founded Second Tree works and um, him uh, her and her husband abu Bakr were rejected asylum in greece so they became so-called illegal and so they decided to uh, walk the balkan route which is what often people do when they are rejected asylum in greece in order to get to europe to other european countries and at the first stage which is North Macedonia uh, Fatmata was killed was actually shot and killed by a police officer by the gunshot of a police officer this like we've we've heard about unfortunately about a lot of migrants deaths and uh, like indirect responsibilities quite clear but indirect responsibilities by the authorities but this at least to my knowledge is the first, Case in which a person, actually a twenty-three-year-old woman, was was shot by by a police officer. Actually, a border police officer. The day before Frontex, the European Border Agency, uh, started their mission, their first mission in Macedonia. So, what happened after was even more upsetting, if it's possible, than 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 the shooting, because. Um, Fatmata's husband, who was with her uh ran to her she shouted his name uh he was when 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 help arrived uh he asked to go in the ambulance with his wife, who was dying and who about like had told his last her last words and, and like on the floor while he was hugging her. And they told him, No, no, look, you cannot come on the ambulance because there is no space with the doctors, but we will take you, we'll follow the ambulance with the police car. And instead, that police car went to detention. So they like he didn't couldn't even say a last goodbye to her. And then they, you know, like he understood what was happening because they had a quite a tough life. So he he knows how the world works, unfortunately. So he started taking pictures to the clothes that were like with, with the gunshot. Uh, hole and the blood to have evidence and uh, they saw him, they handcuffed him and uh, took the clothes away. Then they made him get in a car um, still with the handcuffs, drove several hours to another detention center where they kept him a day and a half without any news of his wife and then they basically made him a a sort of offer, like a, a clear offer, which he was smart enough to even record on his phone so basically they told him well we'll take you to the border uh you continue your journey you go to europe and we forget everything and there were another seven migrants there who accepted this deal well this pack with the devil which is probably understandable in such a situation of vulnerability but yeah said-
0: it is it is it is understandable where people have you know they're making that journey and You know, their lives are seen, they know how cheap their lives look in the eyes of this. And this is an opportunity to perhaps, you know, take another step on that journey towards a better life. But nonetheless, you're right, it is a pact with the devil.
1: Especially after you have been uh, kept for one day and a half in detention, you know that no one knows that you even exist. So they have all of the power. But actually, Abu Bakr said, no, I want to stay here and fight for justice for." For my wife and and he called us he basically told us guys you're the only ones i i, I trust i'm here alone please come so i was actually
0: and you I, I, yeah. and you were in where were you at the time
1: i was in limerick i was in ireland i was i was meeting <laughs> some organizations in there that work with refugees and uh and basically the following day I flew to 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 North Macedonia, and some other pe- team members drove from Greece, and so we have been with Abu Bakr for the uh, for these five months. Uh, like I want to stress, you know, Tony, like how brave but also important that moment was of Abu Bakr saying, "No, no, I want to stay here. I want to fight for my wife's justice," and. Because, you know, like, I, I, at the beginning of this conversation, I said, oh, I, like, I had never heard of any case like this. But probably we, it might have happened. We just don't know it because the person who, hmm. who was the victim of might it... Might
0: taken the offer.
1: Exactly. So, anyway, like, there have been... Uh, lots of lots of work associated with this like institutional pressure making sure that you know the european commission is aware that this happened that frontex is aware that this happened the european commission actually 21 meps have actually um, submitted a written question to the to the european commission about this and so there has been some attention um like I would say that there are two good news like one is that we managed to repatriate uh, Fatima's body to Sierra Leone and have a proper funeral with her family uh,
0: Giovanni you made that you made that journey before we get to the other good news you made that journey it must have been emotional because when we spoke and I'm sorry to say this and it's not to be Cruel, but I remember when we spoke and I asked you, yeah, well Martin asked you was simply how you know what was Fat Mata like. And you were very emotional because you knew how cheeky she'd been, <laughs> how, uh, how full of life she had been. And you spoke with, with tears in your eyes about the, the young woman who you had met in a in a, and and I think the phrase you used over and over is you'd never know that she'd lived in a refugee camp because she was so full of life. And then you had to, you must never have imagined you would be making the trip to Sierra Leone to, to give her a final, to her final resting place.
1: Yeah, you know, like, uh, Tony, I, I have been working in, like, refugee camps for many years now. And I didn't know how difficult it is to repatriate the body. Like, when I got in the middle of this, which was quite new for me, like, I felt quite guilty like i didn't know how much like the bureaucracy that was there the the like the amount of people who are just forgotten for years in freezers in europe or in like like buried in a market graves like after we we posted the the pictures of the funeral like after that free families that we don't know so these are not people that we know that we know, well, like, reached out to ask for help because they have one family member whose body is in a freezer in different European countries. And so it was quite a shocking revelation how people, and I include myself in this, yeah. I'm actually felt that, like, think about the tragedies, but very few people think about what happens afterwards. And, you know, like, the, the, like it would be very boring to explain all of the difficult passages that were there. But just, just to say, like, we had, like, the morgue asking us for 8,500 8, euros of hush money, like, just a bribe, wow. in order to release the body. Wow. The guy, the director, said, um, if you don't give us that money, we will throw the body in a field. And the thing we did was calling the televisions calling Macedonian television newspaper, mm-hmm. and of course, in front of the camera, they said, oh, no, we'll give you the body. And, you know, calling the mayor of the small village in the south where, where she died, so they have to do the international death certificate, but, you know, it's a tiny village and they don't know how to do it. And all of the associated things, having, you know, like the, the diplomatic passport from the embassy of Sierra Leone in, uh, in, in North Macedonia, which of course doesn't exist, and actually the one that has yeah. jurisdiction is in Moscow. So you go in Mo- to, to Moscow during the Ukraine war, like anyway, it was it, it was beautiful. I actually went and and to be honest with you, I I didn't know if I should go. Like I asked you, there were three people in our team who knew the family a little bit better, uh, and the other two people didn't feel they could go didn't feel ready so i said i would go because the issue is that abu Bakr could not come because if he leaves the country he cannot yeah come once back. he leaves he he's
0: yeah and, and can and i that, ask on that basis was what did that mean for him in terms of the funeral
1: <sighs> so so it was a very 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 emotional moment we had you know like uh, we, we we were videoing uh the 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 ceremony and he was talking to everyone and 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 to some extent it made it real to the people there. Like the see like there were really thousands of people, like the coffin walked through these big avenues in Freetown in Sierra Leone with like you couldn't walk. Like there were so many people participating to this. And so for him seeing this and seeing that it was real, but also for the people in Sierra Leone to, you know, like there were rumors, there was gossip, there were like, you know, this like, oh, this, maybe she has been already buried, maybe this, this and that. And so I think for the family, it was very important. And basically, Abu had asked one of us to go instead of, of him. And yeah. and so it was, but, it, it was beautiful, but but quite quite tough. I
0: can I can again, um, I can only uh, I can't even imagine. I genuinely can't even imagine. Um, but I want to say that listening as someone who has spoken to you now for a number of months, thank you for doing oh, sh- it because no 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 thank you Shut for off. doing it because it it means so much to it means so much to us to know now that these situations are happening because we don't know without the work that you guys do. We don't know without Second Tree. And now, now, as you said, you're learning and you're telling me and then everybody else is learning because of it. And that's not, it's not a pleasant lesson. It's not something we want to learn, but unfortunately it is the truth. You said there was some other good news, potential other good news. Do you want to share that with with us now as well?
1: Yeah. So, a few days ago we received the news that the public prosecutor pressed charge against the policeman and this has been the, the 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 news that we were waiting for months and it's of course good news there is no guarantee that this means that there will be a conviction but i don't need to explain how hard it is for a migrant who like is no one uh, to mm. Press charges to bring to trial uh, a policeman. So that's that that's great news. Yeah. it's it's very fresh. Congrat- Congratulate. We-
0: yeah, I just wanted to give listeners an idea. Like, let's think about this in how difficult it is to get in. Like in in Ireland, if if there's if there's in a situation with with An Garda it's very difficult to get prosecutions in terms of any any malfeasance that takes place, any corruption that takes place. There has been, you know, there are cases, but we've seen how, how long it can take. You're right in pointing out Fatmata didn't actually exist. She was stateless, undocumented, and illegal. All of these awful words that we've put on people. And, 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 and
1: if, I, if I can add, like, the, the Ministry of Migration. Uh, sorry, the minister of Interior of Northern Macedonia played on that. Like on their first release, they couldn't deny that it was a gunshot uh, of a police officer, but they said a migrant. And they also used the, um, the person, that, the form that in Macedonian is the masculine. So just a, 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 because, you know, like in order not to give her a face, a name, a story, a human beingness,
0: I think the I think that's crucial because that was the one thing when we first spoke that you said that was what was really mattered was Fatmada was a person who she was about her spirit about her about her love of life and and I'm going to you know going to say something now and, and Giovanni listen first of all well done on all the work that you guys have done we will keep an eye on this do you think when is like you know what's the kind of time scale for this when do you expect that it may actually happen in terms of a court date
1: so the 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 formally the the tr- tribunal will certify the indictment in one month so now in 27 days something like this and then the first court date will be established it should not be that long it could be in november in december for the first court date also it needs to like it's also this is a high-profile case and quite of a one-in-a-kind also in North Macedonia. So whatever procedure is normal might change a little, but it's for sure important that we keep our eyes and your eyes and everyone's eyes on on the trial and make sure that things are investigated properly.
0: Can I ask a question about the coverage within North Macedonia? Are they more sympathetic to the policeman? You know, what is the mood? Because there are situations, and I know in my own country now, unfortunately, with the rise of the far right, where we've seen uh, international protection claimants, asylum seekers in tents, in encampments, in small tents, having their tents burnt out, and very little... Excuse the language. Very little fucking done because they were just asylum seekers. What is the mood? What is the 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 the, the idea? Like, it, it, are they less sympathetic because of um you know of of who Fatmata was?
1: I would say no. I would say that people have been supportive. Like the the. Of course, you know, you create your own environment. So I cannot. Talk for every North Macedonian. But the people, also the journalists that have reported on this, like, like the worst thing that people have said is this is never gonna happen. Like, you know, there there was a kind of a fatalist approach to it. And but everyone is happy that actually there there is a prosecution, there is a um trial. And of course, you know, like I, I cannot speak for everyone, but the people seem to be quite shocked by what happened. Also, one fact that is kind of known but not stated publicly is that the police officer who shot Fatmata was actually um, convicted for corruption in 2007 and was only reintegrated in the police in 2019. So uh, this, of this course, is, makes... This is important the, stuff,
0: yeah. Yeah
1: like legally no because after 10 years in Macedonia you have a uh, like a statute of limitations but you know like this helps to make the case which,
0: which I agree with by the way I believe in um, you know I believe in, in in previous convictions being quashed and people being allowed to get on with their lives agree, but it also it, it, it um, in the context of how this has happened um I just can we broaden it out because right now you're in Skopje you're you're you're, you're on the ground but you're usually in Greece We've seen reports in the last few days where the numbers are quite staggering. And again, from an Irish perspective, I want to be very clear on this. I want to, everybody to cast their minds back to February when our Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, said that we need to be firm, hard, but fair on um, on migrants trying to arrive into Europe. That was the words he used. And I'm pretty sure firm and hard mean the same thing, folks. You know, it's uh, it's the same word twice. Fair was kind of an afterthought, in my opinion. But we're facing this situation by they use phrases like uh, and you know this words, these words very well, Giovanni. Pushbacks. Uh, when they say things like pushbacks, they mean not creating pull factors, which is this awful thing of saying: but well, they're coming here because we have social welfare. They're coming here because we have, you know, um, they're coming here for for to to live off the European system." But the pushback idea now we know what it actually means. It means that currently, up till September, there are over 2,500 people, unaccounted for, probably dead, let's be truthful, that that drowned in crossings. And this has all been done with the money from the EU paying third countries to do it. And we saw, I I know, I saw just before we came on air that um, Sally Hayden had, had put up a link about a Libyan Coast Guard ship Ramming boats um, that were trying to cross and knocking people into the sea, and I know you've witnessed in in terms of people you've spoken to, in terms of what happened um, in in the in the in the sea off the coast of Greece, the Greek Coast Guard uh, acting deplorably when it came to migrant situations. How has this year? How challenging has twenty twenty three been for you know for for, for second tree and for migrants trying to make their way? Safely to the, to Europe.
1: Well, like the 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 situation now with this surge of arrivals is uh, probably shows something on which uh, I think I, I was also wrong that I said here, like meaning I I said that the right wing policies are being successful in opposing the arrivals of migrants like the there is a right wing government in Italy there is a right wing government in Greece and actually now the the arrivals have surged uh massively like the the September 2023 has been the highest number has had seen the highest arrivals in Greece since uh some months in 2019 so in 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 many years pre covid like the the the, the idea of pushback is quite clear, like it's illegally pushing people back, especially by boat, but it could be by land in the previous country. Because as we know, the according to the Dublin rules that are questionable, but are there you can request asylum in your first country of arrival so people would be able to ask for asylum in in greece especially or in italy and so what you were describing with the libyan coast Coast guard but often happens when the border has been crossed and so the the greek coast guard has been uh, um, found uh, sending people back which is illegal and actually the, the the frontex uh, director uh, a little more than 1 year ago was forced to resign over this because he, like they they are supposed to you know control borders but also uphold, uphold uh, international law and th- they were not doing it which was quite a big thing because you know like a, a director of a european agency admitting this i don't know if you've ever come across the so-called olas report which is no. um, uh an anti-fraud internal mechanism of the European Union. And basically they did an internal investigation on Frontex. And uh, it, was, uh, it was supposed to be classified, but it was leaked by Spiegel and two German NGOs. And there you can read the you know what what the Frontex agents talk to each other, like emails and and they say like you know things that we might say in other contexts for them that they want, you know, push people back violently saying you know these european bureaucrats don't understand it if you want to you know force people not to come you have to be violent or they would refer to the fundamental human rights unit in frontex which in theory is the one that makes sure that they would call them that the uh uh, like like you know they were the communists and 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 things like these where or or actually Frontex telling the Greek coast guard guys you cannot do a pushback this close to us like if they see that we are seeing we we lose our jobs and so this is the context is the context of a European Union that is growing taller and taller walls and and borders like I mentioned Frontex I think it's useful to thinking perspective like frontex was creating 2006 with a uh, oh no sorry tw- 2005 with a 6 million euros of budget in 2023 the budget was 850 millions and in 2024 will it be actually bigger so this gives a perspective of where europe is putting money uh, in in terms of migration not on integration or much less on integration but much more in keeping people away it's, it's it's
0: actually staggering when you think about the numbers and we're paying, and then we're obviously, as we know, we're paying third countries, you know, Turkey, Libya, these countries to to outsource cruelty in, in effect, you know, and as you said, the idea, and then you have situations whereby, you know, you have um, Suella Braverman giving giving um, statements where she says, you know, we need to we need to kind of change the UN international protections for human rights. Uh, we, you know, something that has actually helped. Like in other words, in effect, it's so Orwellian. It really is literally saying some animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. It was it it was literally an appeal to to go that route, and it doesn't help when we have situations in Ireland, which we have effectively right now. We have two tier, and um, we have. Uh, you know, if you arrive from Ukraine, you are treated and rightly so. I have to be very clear. Rightly so. You're given access. You're allowed to work. You're given access to our services, our education services. If you arrive from a country without outside, outside the EU, which Ukraine is, by the way, you're not given those things. So if you arrive in from Afghanistan, like a teenager did, he was handed a Dunstors vouchers to buy some food, and he lived in a tent. And only because he took the case, because other people had got behind him and showed that the state had actually neglected him. But in the meantime, and Giovanni, you'll appreciate this: while he was trying to take the case, the state kept saying, "Oh, well, he's not actually a teenager; he's an adult." And they were doing the whole, you know, let's check his teeth, let's check his stomach to make sure that oh. he's he's actually under under eighteen. This awful stuff that we do, which is dehumanizing. And that's the kind of thing there where we say, as I said, two and a half thousand people dead. We really need to get real about this on the basis because it's only going to grow if conflict grows. It's only going to get stronger if climate, if climate chaos continues to go. And unfortunately, I think you've, in one or two sentences, you said the right wing is winning. And, uh, you know, you said, you know, you know you've pushed, you've, te- in Greece, the right-wing government is in power. In Italy, Maloney is back, is now in power. Uh, we see it, as I said, in, in, in the UK, we see it now, where other parties that would have been maybe members of the European people, uh, the EPP in the European Parliament, they have actually decided that their centrist, kind of their centrist politics, they need to move further to the right to to, you know, cut off that space. We saw it in Spain recently where Vox, didn't have the greatest election in the world because the so-called centrist parties moved to the to 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 the right, and now we said, you know, we how long was it? Only a year ago from the massacre in Melilla where at the Spanish border with, with with there was, you know, people were bludgeoned and left to die in the sun, and we've done nothing really. And I hate to be so hopeless, but it is very
1: worrying. You know, uh, it's very concerning. And it's our fault, you know. Like when we say politicians, we say me and you or our neighbors who vote for them or who are not good enough at explaining why migration is a resource and not a um, cost. I, I, I unfortunately I have little to say to that in the sense that I don't have any magical recipe. Like I, I like I, I think that the there was a there was a, a poll that, that i saw some 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 time ago about how in every country the places that has that have more migrants are the places where people vote more in favor of migration and the place and the places where there are less migrants maybe it's a rural town or is places that are you know like traditionally um have less migrants are the ones that are less likely to vote for policies that are in favor of increasing migration. So, in a way, the people that are more scared of migration haven't had any interaction with it. So, we should Did you know favor- the Brexit,
0: the, the, Brexit ca- the Brexit campaign showed that that the, the uh-huh. constituencies in the UK that there were predominantly, I'm going to be honest, predominantly white middle class areas, they voted more for Brexit on the idea that there was some sort of Johnny Foreigner coming to take their jobs and they didn't live amongst, whereas the, 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 the more diverse communities didn't. So it was, you're, you're actually absolutely correct and, and all the analysis shows that. I suppose the, the the last thing, right, finally, just to wrap this up, we're hoping that, you know, you, you get your, that the court date is coming. Abu Bakr will be supported by you guys, no doubt. Is there any way... You know, people. Can, can people listen people. to this? Yes, oh, yes, but can people... Can people from who are listening to this, how can they donate to you guys? Can they support? Honestly, you know, give us a pitch because people are going to listen to this and they're going, I love what those guys are doing. You know, how can they help you? Where can they find you?
1: For sure, we would be happy if they donate. The website is SecondTree.org. Did I ever tell you why we're called Second Tree?
0: No, you never told me and I never asked so <laughs>
1: and and yeah like often people think that we are an environmental organization is actually a an, a proverb that I heard in in Burkina Faso that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is now and so it's very important for refugees who you know are forced to start a a, a, a new life anyway the, that's the website, lovely it,
0: that that, that. No, that's lovely. Like that's really nice, and 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 I think it's it's really important. No, I, I think you I know, fantastic. Like I, I hadn't thought of that, and and now I'm glad we have that. And, and listeners, secondtree There's a donate button there. Make sure you you help the work that the guys are doing. Please do, and um, please because and also, also share
1: the news. Talk to people like yes. their our post. You write your own post if if you you know you want to. You know some information about this story. You want to talk to Abu Bakr or or Fatima's family? Contact us, and 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 we'll make that happen.
0: Yes, listen, folks. I am again. I'm very grateful. As I said, it was. Um, I was literally on. And Giovanni, you know this. I was. We were live on on, uh, on 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 stage, and you you sent me a message, and I couldn't help but look. And it gave me a bit of smi- it gave me a smile in in uh, and it brought up my spirits. So thank you for the work that you and your colleagues and Abu Bakr and his supporters have done. Thank you for raising awareness and thank you for continuing to do it. It really does matter. Um, I know it can be very very difficult sometimes, but it matters and Fatmata matters. And you have absolutely helped make sure people know that. Thank you so much. Um, and we you. leave it there, folks. We will be back. Um, we have a lot coming in the next few days, but we will be continuing to put out content about unfortunately about the budget. The budget is coming, obviously, in Ireland. We have more money than um, than Jeff Bezos does, but uh, we don't know what we're going to do with it yet. So let's see what the, what the government are going to do. So lots of budget coverage coming your way. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Tony and Martin Martin and Tony Speaking to interesting people only It's the Subscribe now on Pay!